Hello and welcome to the Engagement Coach Podcast. Welcome to the Engagement Coach Podcast with your host, Emmett Sander. So this week, I'd like to talk to you about leadership and culture. Now, for those of you who are familiar with uh, any employee engagement surveys, you'll know how critical leaders are to the culture of an organization. But last week, we had a, a real high-profile situation where Dame Cresta Dick, the uh, commissioner of the London Metropolitan Police, resigned from her post after losing confidence from the mayor of London in her ability to change the culture. And this was following a number of high-profile scandals of examples of where some bad apples in the Metropolitan Police were allowed to continue unchecked. Now, you know, this is a high-profile case where we there was a huge expectation of the leader of the organisation to really impact on the culture. And I did read, um, I, I read an email that Dame Cressida Dick had sent out to say there is no place in the Met for people who carry out or have misogynistic, racist, homophobic views, you know, it was very, very clear of her intention to say, you do not belong here. Yet, it wasn't enough. And the reason I want to talk about this this week is because it raises the question of the role leaders play and what they can do. Sending out communication about what is acceptable and isn't acceptable isn't enough. And I think that's where the public really lost faith in, in the Metropolitan Police. It requires more than just words or communication. I came across a really interesting quote by Edgar Schein. The quote is, Organisational cultures are created by leaders and one of the decisive functions of leadership may well be the creation, the management and, if and when that may become necessary, the destruction of culture. We often think that a culture has to be built up, but actually... Imagine if you're being brought in to change the culture of the organisation. Well, part of that involves destroying what you had to evolve and create something new. And certainly that's what Dame Cressida Dick was brought into the Metropolitan Police to help restore trust and faith in the police. That people would feel secure knowing that their police are looking after them. But in fact, with the examples we saw of, of uh, police officers being allowed to carry on with impunity, with the behaviours and the thoughts and the views that went against the very fabric of society that they were there to protect, raised questions of how the culture was being impacted. Now, you might argue, well, you know, what, what role can one person possibly have? But if you think about it, a lot of time leaders think they're there to drive the performance, which they are, right, of the organisation. And I've seen various KPI packs where leaders will focus on the performance of the organization with weekly reviews and analysis of where are we at, how did we get there. And often, you know, it's easy to get mistaken into thinking that's what the lead is there for, to drive the performance of the organization. But the how is as, import, is as important as the what. How are we driving that performance? It's why we have a you know, purpose in organizations. What we do is almost irrelevant if how we do it isn't taken into account. It's what led to the 2008 scandal with the whole subprime mortgages. One of the things that often gets missed is the fact that the culture of the organisation is the very thing that leads to the performance. If we can create a great culture, the chances are we're going to create an even better performance. If you go back to, uh, there's a quote I read by um, 
it was actually somebody called Matt Stevenson, I think it was, um, of a company called Metamorphos. And the quote is, as a leader, culture starts with you and is shared through your actions. It lives and breathes in your team and is delivered to your customers every day. And if you think about it, the customers, the public in London, they were being served by the Metropolitan Police and the culture that was being created dictated how they were being served. And so the performance, you know, the, the number of cases that were being solved or, or um, investigated, that will all have been driven out of the culture of the organisation. If we've got people who are racist, homophobic, misogynistic, sexist, all of these things will factor into the performance of the organisation. Now, I'm going to move away from the Metropolitan Police, but, you know, we need to start thinking about our own organisations. What are the things that are going on in our own organisations and what's the culture like? Is there bullying going on in, in our organisations? Uh, what else are we tolerating in our organisations? Are people being dictated to? Are they being listened to? Have we got a compassionate culture? Are people being cared for? What's mental health tolerance like? There's so many different things that can impact on our culture in an organisation that we need to start thinking about, well, how can one person change the culture? They can't, but one person can facilitate a complete change in direction. If you think about organisational values, organisational values dictate some of the behaviours we find acceptable or not. But often organisations don't go far enough. They don't then go on to say, Here's the behaviours we think are tolerate, we're going to tolerate and here's the behaviours we will not tolerate. Here's what we will hold people to account for. Think about it. When did you last hear somebody being held to account for going against the values or principles of your organisation? It's not often, unless it's a disciplinary offence, we don't often hold people to account. And by holding to account, I mean people being pulled up to say that behaviour is unacceptable. But that sort of behaviour goes on every day in organisations. We know... Not every organisation is perfect. Our hiring practices aren't perfect. So we will end up hiring people who aren't aligned to the values of the organisation. But how do we address the behaviours when they happen? Often, employees in an organisation will question whether it's their place to hold others to account. But this is where the leader of the organisation can empower the rest of the organisation to say, this is what we will tolerate. And this is what we will not tolerate. But more than just an email or words, it's got to be action. It's got to be where they are holding their direct line reports to account to say, these are behaviours I will not tolerate. And they can then be cascaded down to say, here's the behaviours I want you to make sure you do not tolerate. Across organisations, we put a lot of focus when somebody joins an organisation on making sure they understand who we are, what we're all about, our purpose, our mission and our values. But to truly make sure that we're creating a fantastic organisational culture, how well can we embed values into new employees, new recruits, so they start to feel like they're a part of them, that these values belong to me as an individual, and I feel empowered to hold people to account because they are so important to who we are and what we're all about as a culture. I think, um, you know, we, when we recruit people, we really need to think about our organisational cultures. Often it can be easy to sort of become a tick box exercise of right we've told you the values we've explained them but we don't often help people understand how we can hold each other to account and how it's expected to hold each other to account because they are so important to who we are and what we're all about our principles our values this is what we stand for so there's certainly a huge amount of work that can be done in helping people empower 
uh, be empowered to uphold some of these values. And so across organizations, you know, again, bullying is one that um, is probably the most common I've come across, certainly in retailing, unfortunately. And I was fortunate that I didn't suffer it. But I do remember an example where I actually had to um, hold my line manager to account. I pulled him into a room because he of his behavior of how he was treating a team member of mine. And I remember going in saying, not on my watch. You do not behave like that on my watch. But I could have been quiet and, and reserved and worried about my job. But the culture will not change if every single one of us turns a blind eye and tolerates behaviours that are misaligned to our values of the organisation. So one person on their own can't make a difference in the sense of they can't change the culture single-handedly, but they can ensure that everybody feels empowered to change the culture. I had been empowered because I was fully bought into the values of the organisation. They were my values. I was aligned to them. They represented who I was. And so therefore, I felt empowered that actually, this is who we are and this is who we're not. And that behaviour will not be tolerated. I don't care who you are. But that was the organisation that had empowered me to truly live and breathe those values. We need to think about how we hold people to account as employees. If they come across behaviours that are unacceptable, call it out, report it. Because the culture of the organisation matters. There is no performance if we don't have an aligned culture. So it's just a really, it made me think about organisations, culture. We talk about leaders and if you go to, you know, if you focus on any employee engagement survey, leaders are the most high, highly correlating factor to employee engagement. But leaders are also critical to the culture of the organisation. And so whilst they're there to drive performance, they are also there to drive the culture, which is going to drive the performance. So it's just worth all of us taking time to reflect, to say, actually, what's the culture across our organisation? What would we want it to be? And how as leaders are we developing that culture? How are we as leaders developing the people who are in the organisation for the right reasons, the people we want to have in the organisation? How are we empowering them to help us create a, a, an organisation that's full of harmony and cohesion with everybody aligned to working for the same cause? So that's organizations, organizational cultures uh, and leaders, leadership. How critical it is to creating the right culture and how, when it's not working, it has to be dealt with by the leader of the organization. So I just thought it was apt that um, here we are in this current situation where a leader was brought in to help change the culture. And if it's not happening quickly enough, what we should be expecting to have happen. Leaders are critical and it's imperative that every leader takes their responsibility seriously to help improve the culture of an organisation. And going back to Edgar Schein's quote, that may be when necessary the destruction of a culture to create something that we need to improve upon. So join me again next week. Uh, that's all for me today. Amrit Sander from The Engagement Coach. I shall see you soon. Take care. Thanks very much. The Engagement Coach Podcast.